0: Welcome back everyone. We had a quick hiatus last week for the holidays. However, this week we're kind of still on that holiday break. Trevor's busy with work. Jimmy's still sleeping off his hangover from too much champagne. So it's just going to be Jordan Hunter and I today uh, on this podcast. We're happy to have all of you. We're going to just do a quick show, get a couple predictions out of the way. Uh, so we're going to start first with your holidays. How were your holidays, Jordan? How was Oh, mine were good. Work, Jimmy,
1: well Jimmy was on a champagne hangover. I was on a little Christmas dinner hangover with the Mac and cheese. I had the, I showed you guys I had the cranberry sauce, a bunch of it on the side that I just ate by itself. So I'm, I'm rested. I'm ready to go. Ready to have a great New Year's. Ready to get 2021 started. And I I was telling my dad, I was looking on my Snapchat memories uh, from a year ago today. And it was just, you know, 2020, woo, 2020 is going to be the year. And it's been anything but
0: the year. Well, Indeed, it has been anything but the year. But I will say, Jordan, you and I are the, the strong ones left here. And I, I think it's because we like the cranberry sauce. Uh, Trevor and Jimmy, they're, they're so anti-cranberry sauce, they couldn't even make it to the show. They, they knew you had it for Christmas. That was enough for them, so they couldn't make it. Uh, but we're going to jump ahead a little bit. We're going to go to uh, – this is going to come out on January 1st, of course. So uh, we're going to start with January 2nd uh, with the Fiesta Bowl, the uh, bowl game that USC was in last year when they got defeated by Iowa. Uh let's not talk about that. Let's leave that behind and let's yeah. leave that in this year. Yeah. Uh so but a different Iowa, Iowa State, uh who's been overranked, overhyped by the committee all year. Uh they dropped to number 10. They're facing off against Oregon, who's 25th ranked. Uh Jordan, who do you think's gonna win this one?
1: I've learned to not trust Pac twelve schools in big bowl games. We've seen it Washington and in the early, when the playoffs first started, we saw it with USC the last couple of years and face faced Ohio State and then uh, Iowa. So I've learned not to trust Pac-12 football and Colorado this year too, actually a couple of days ago. So I'm going to go with Iowa they State. You got shellacked. Would, yeah, that, like te- Texas wasn't even that great this year. Texas didn't impress me, but um, I'm going to go with Iowa State. Oregon, well, USC when USC played Oregon, USC played an awful game, worst game of the year, worst game they played all season so I'm not that impressed with Oregon. So I'm going to go with Iowa state. I'm going to say 38 to Oregon's 24.
0: You're a lot more bold than me going with score predictions. I think uh, I've predicted enough this year. I'm just going to leave it at the the game picks itself. And I think you're exactly right. We'll talk a little bit more uh, when we have the whole gang back together about the uh, USC Oregon uh, game and everything that came after that in next week's episode. Uh, But for, for me in this game, I feel like the committee knew something with Iowa State. And, yeah, I, I guess I'm going to have my little anti-Pac-12 bias here as well uh, going against Oregon. But uh, Iowa State, I think, is going to be the better team here. And if Oregon beats Iowa State, the committee needs to be abolished because something was clearly wrong with how they were ranking this Iowa State team the whole time. Uh, another matchup on January 2nd, the Orange Bowl, number five ranked Texas A&M versus number 13 North Carolina. Uh, Jordan who do you have in this game
1: so all season long rankers and the committee has been in love with North Carolina North Carolina had one of the better recruiting classes they've had ever in football's history um, this past year and again I think coming this uh, upcoming season too so they've been in love with a North Carolina team that's lost three games uh, once to Virginia and one to Florida State and then obviously Notre Dame And then A&M is a team that many – that a lot of people thought and they even thought should be in the college football playoff over Notre Dame, who got killed by uh, Clemson. So they're going to have something to prove. I think they're going to go out and they're going to win it big. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, I'm going 48
0: to 31, Texas A&M. You know me. I'm not a big fan of two lost teams, let alone three lost teams. Come on, they had they had losses, as you were saying, to Virginia uh, and Florida State. And the Notre Dame loss is, I guess, half decent at least. Um, but then you have a close game against Boston College that's just inexcusable. Uh, and then even just other teams that they should have been beating a lot more handily. Like Wake Forest was only a six-point game. Come on, what's, what's going on with that? So I'm going to also go with you with Texas A&M. They're going to want to go out and show that, hey, we should have been considered uh, here for – the college football playoff, even though nobody really wanted to see them uh, get beat up by Alabama again. But they have a little bit of something to prove. Versus North Carolina, I mean, th- they just kind of got thrust in that bowl game. And I mean, great for them being in the Orange Bowl, but do they deserve to be there? I, I really don't see it.
1: Well, real quick, I know you said you hate two lost teams, hate three lost teams. What do you, what do you think the committee is going to do about this, about Florida, who's, gonna, who's a four-loss team? How far down do you think they drop?
0: Honestly, at this point, I, I have no clue that that wasn't the greatest loss for them either. I, they got a drop past 15, if not maybe even like 19, 18, 20, somewhere in that range. I saw people on Twitter
1: saying that, you know, oh, their top three pass catchers all, you know, sat out the game. But it's like you still got a Oklahoma had really equally, I guess, technically nothing to play for because it's not a it's not a playoff game, but they still came out and just beat him
0: in every facet. Trask didn't look great at all. Um, he definitely, well, I guess the the Heisman voting has already occurred, but if it hadn't yet, that would not be a good thing on his resume going forward for uh, the Heisman trophy.
1: Yeah, no, but um, yeah, I, I agree. I think Florida could, should definitely go down past, past 15 just because four losses and, you know, they had a, abysmal showing in the bowl game you can't you can't keep them high at all even though the committee obviously has loved keeping the uh, the Florida team around you know five six seven
0: eight who knows what the committee will do (laughs) that's if we know anything it's that I don't know you don't know nobody knows what the committee wants to do uh but what we do know is later today there will be some amazing games uh we're gonna start with the Peach Bowl number eight Cincinnati versus number nine Georgia uh, I, I'm going to take the lead on this one. I think Cincinnati is going to shock everyone and beat Georgia because uh, wow. this is another game where, yeah, the teams really don't have anything to play for, but Cincinnati has like the heart and just they want to play. They want to prove that uh, a group of five team could really make their way into the playoff and deserve to be in the playoff because if they beat Georgia, Georgia's a solid team. Yeah, they've had their losses. They've been good losses for the most part, but I mean, if a Peach Bowl victory, uh, it Maybe maybe not a dominant victory, but a solid Peach Bowl victory for Cincinnati might have some people scratching their heads next year when uh, a group of five team has a great showing. I'm going to have to
1: go with Georgia. Like you said, they had their losses. They had the, they had this, I think it was a 17-point loss to probably a historically good Alabama team when it all comes down to it. And then a Florida team that at the time, early November, was rolling. That's when they were probably deserving of some of, some of those top rankings, but I think it's sometimes it's just hard. It's hard to not go with the, the power five guys. Florida is, you know, ground and pound team. Um, just, they're going to put up points. Both these teams rank in the top 50 in total yards a game. Uh, I just, I want to go Cincinnati, but the Tulsa game was close. It's, and that's a game they, they needed to win handily to get more credit for, from the committee. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to go with Georgia. I think it'll be a, a really good game, though. That'll probably be one of the better uh, New Year's Six Bowl games.
0: It might just be me, me wanting Cincinnati to win is the reason why I'm picking them. But, uh, yeah, who, who knows in this one? I, I think Georgia probably will get the win, but I, I'm going to still pull for Cincinnati because I think that them getting a win means a lot more than Georgia getting a win. Uh, the, the next game, now we're into the college football playoff games, uh, the, the 3-2 game or 2-3 game, the Sugar Bowl, number three Ohio State versus number two Clemson, uh, Jordan, who are you going with for uh, one side of the bracket in the college football playoff? I'm gonna
1: back Trevor Lawrence and the boys. i I, I think Clemson's one of my one of my favorite teams to watch just because they're so consistent. They're gonna throw they're gonna get in the air. they're gonna pound it on the ground. Just both they're just so consistent in both facets of the game and on de- their I mean their defense has always been great. Um, and they're hungry. They want to get back to that college football. they want to get back to that championship. Um, And Ohio State didn't look that great against Northwestern probably till the end to the last quarter. Um, So yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to go
0: Clemson. Kind of as we were talking on the last one that Cincinnati has a little bit more to play for than Georgia. I think Ohio State has a little bit more to play for And I realize they're all playing for the championship. So you can say they all are playing equally for what they want, but the players themselves, you can't tell me that Justin Fields doesn't want to go out there and make everyone scratch their head a little bit and say, is Trevor Lawrence this generational prospect? Is he the one that we should be going with number one overall? Because Justin Fields, he's hungry as anyone. If I would say maybe he's the hungriest person uh, going into this college football playoff because he wants to prove that, hey, don't forget about me. I'm also going to be in this draft class. And you know, maybe he's trying to prove to the Jaguars. The Jaguars were really in love with him. They were ready to probably take him at number two until, oh, the Jets screwed themselves over several times and fell into that position where uh, they're going to be picking second now uh and i don't know maybe they they decide to trade back just so they can get more picks whatever it is um thinking that hey maybe we can play with justin fields this is this is all a theory in my head because who's going to really pass on trevor lawrence uh but i, I feel like justin fields is going to come out a little hungry His whole team is going to want to play hard and uh, another another reason why they would they are going to want to play a little bit harder than Thompson, maybe is a lot of people said that ohio state shouldn't be in this game they shouldn't be playing uh, just because they haven't had the games. They hadn't had meaningful games. And I think they want to come out and prove everyone. They might be a little bit more hungry than Clemson.
1: I get that. People say, you know, lack of games. Everyone at A&M was saying, oh, Ohio State played six games. We played whatever, nine. Um, but the committee is going to – Ohio State has – they're the name. They have the players. They have the recruits. They have the five stars. They have the coach. They have, like, they have it all. They're, Ohio, they're the Ohio State. So people have to understand that that's going to carry some weight. And yeah, they didn't play a full schedule, but they did go undefeated in a a power five conference. They did win their conference championship. So I think they, they deserve, they deserve to be there. And like I said, Justin, who doesn't want to see fields versus Lawrence, probably the top two picks in
0: next year's draft. Yeah. It'll definitely be exciting to see those two showdown Uh, after the game. I feel like there's going to be a couple of good words shared between the two of them. Also, they'll, they'll be seeing each other very soon and what'll be will be Vegas this year wherever the draft is maybe in Roger Goodell's basement again who knows but uh we'll be seeing each other a lot in the future for for like to switch up I want now I it would be great to see Alabama and
1: Ohio State we haven't seen that in a while Clemson Alabama we've seen two out of the last like three years like we get it they they're both great teams they're both gonna run the table in their conferences but I just don't see Clemson is just they were just too dominant Against Notre Dame,
0: which we're going to talk about in a second. Yeah, and uh, great segue into that. The Rose Bowl, number four uh, Notre Dame versus number one Alabama. I don't think there's really any discussion here. I'm really excited to watch Alabama just beat down on Notre Dame. I I don't like this team. I don't feel like any USC fan really likes Notre Dame. They always run in their mouths and uh, they get in a conference and uh, I don't know. It's they don't. I I will be happy though that Notre Dame for all time will be. Uh, uh, Oh, and one in conference championships games, uh, after they leave the, the, the ACC again. Uh, but Jordan, do you, do you see there's any possibility where Notre Dame comes out of this thing uh, above Alabama?
1: No, not at all. Now, Notre Dame has my guy, Ian book, Ian books, uh, Sacramento lo- from around greater Sacramento area from about like 40 minutes North of me. So I like the local representation, but he's he, uh... been for his life all game long. Um, like I said earlier, this is an all probably an all-time Alabama team that ran the table like no other, having two probably the top two Heisman uh, candidates. I don't know the last time a one team has had one and two. Most likely, if it ends up being Smith and Mac Jones, uh, and you, you also know, have I Najee think... Harris there. Oh, and he's yeah he, he's two. He's there. He's there as well. He's probably not a fi- I don't think he'll be a finalist, but. He, I, I
0: would, I, yeah, he probably won't make it to the finals, but he's definitely like four or five in the in the voting. Yeah,
1: I I, I would put him probably right behind. Um, well, it depends where you put book. A lot of people have, have him right outside, right outside looking in. But no, I think this is gonna be a Bama slaughter. Um, yeah, I don't I don't think it's gonna be that close. It's just, it's just it's tough to put any confidence in Notre Dame after what we saw last week. It's really tough. Like they they laid they laid an egg. They it wasn't competitive at all. Um, until some garbage points at the end, but like.
0: I, I completely agree with you, Jordan. And the one thing that will come out of this game is USC fans realizing what could have came at us, uh, in this year, had everything played out as it should have. Uh, if we would have played Alabama in week one and Notre Dame later in the season, I mean, Clay Helton wouldn't be here right now. Right. Uh, that could just be me, but we, we don't know his, his progress. And we'll, we'll, I guess, talk about that a little bit more, uh, in his situation, Next week, uh, when we have the whole gang back together, but oh, this would have been a rough year for for USC uh, had we had we seen uh, those matchups.
1: I think if USC had faced Alabama in Week One, we Clay would make that face that he always that really confused that confused face, and then it, his face would stick like that for the rest of the year. That, that's I, I totally it.
0: agree with that. Well, we're gonna take a quick little break here, and then we'll be back with a little bit of uh, AFC NFC wild card predictions before the playoffs get underway. Uh, week 17 is coming up. Uh, So we'll let you know who we think will make it to the playoffs. Stay tuned. All right. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Daniel Halpern, along with Jordan Hunter. The rest of the crew is uh, sidelined right now. Uh, But a couple of teams that aren't sidelined quite yet are the remaining, uh, I guess, what, five to to eight seeds in the AFC and NFC. Uh, We're going to start with the AFC here, Jordan. The Dolphins are in the, I guess, best seat in the AFC. Currently, they are in the five seed uh, at 10 and five. They just need a win. They need a Baltimore loss, a Cleveland loss, and uh, a Colts loss, and just, or a lot of ties in there. Uh, and they get in. So pretty much, they just need to win and an in. They do have the one hurdle of beating the Bills. The Bills are a really good team. I don't know if the Bills are really playing for anything else at this point. Uh, they, I, I guess they need to beat, the, with the Steelers resting, Ben Roethlisberger. Not really sure if the Bills are going to need to win this game to hold on to that two seed, and not like it really matters because they don't have a bye to play for anyways. Well,
1: tiebreaker. The Bills have the tiebreaker over the Steelers, correct? Correct.
0: So I don't. I don't. If they have this, but if the Bills, I'm saying, if the Bills lose and the Steelers win. Uh, The Steelers would leapfrog them for the second seed. Um, But yeah, Buffalo, they're not going to just go out and sit down and, I guess, die on field here. They're definitely going to play, but maybe don't have as much to play for uh, versus Miami who really wants to get in. Uh, And then the the next team, I guess the Titans can drop out of the playoffs entirely as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, All they need to do to win the AFC South and get the uh, four seed would be a win or a Colts loss. Um, And then also, they just get a playoff uh, berth if the Ravens uh, or the Dolphins lose. Uh, These are crazy scenarios. We got some more here. The Ravens, they just also need to win. They're playing against the Bengals. They just need to win uh, or have the Browns or Colts lose. The Browns, they need to beat the Steelers who are resting Ben Roethlisberger or have the Colts lose. Uh, and then the Colts, uh, they can still get into the, the fourth seed if they win and the Titans lose or tie. Uh, and then otherwise, they would all they need to win and also have a Baltimore loss or win and have a Cleveland loss, win or have a Miami loss. So those are the scenarios for the AFC. It's all crazy. I know I just said a lot ah. of mumbo jumbo, uh, but Jordan, who do you think are going to be in the teams? Uh, who finally get in the uh five six and seven seed as well as that four seed for the AFC South who do you think is going to make it between we'll start there how about who's going to make it between the Colts and the Titans
1: first off I think if someone could have told the could have seen the future I think it would have been really cool to see the Ravens and the Browns face off and
0: the Titans and Colts face off and kind of a a win I feel like the schedule the schedule at the end of the season they they really missed out there's a lot of opportunities for better games that could have been, and I realize you need hindsight, you know, 120 to really kick all of those. But I mean, there's I not think, that many great games going yeah, down the wire here.
1: I think they, I mean, I also, I think with how the Colts picked up players and how the Titans, what they did last year coming into this season, you probably could have seen that these would be the top two teams in the AFC South. Many people thought Texans would be a little better. Um, I think the Browns did surprise some people, but uh, I'm at AFC North. Yeah, like you said, the Steelers may not have that much to play for. I, I mean, the Browns are getting healthy again. Uh, is it can they can
0: they both get in? Yeah. So if the Ravens win and Cleveland wins, if they both win, they're both in.
1: I think they'll both win. I don't see the Ravens losing to the Bengals, and I think Cleveland.
0: Uh, and don't can... forget the Steelers are resting Ben Roethlisberger. So I, Mason Rudolph isn't a pushover by any means. Um, but yeah, I think the, 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 the Steelers aren't that even a game. good,
1: the Steelers aren't even good with Ben Roethlisberger. So I'm not,
0: we have, we have decided on this podcast. We called it that they are frauds. And indeed we still stand by that. The Pittsburgh Steelers are in fact frauds.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not there. <laughs> I'm not too worried about them. So they'll, they'll probably, I think both those teams get in. And then with the AFC South, um, the Colts probably shouldn't lose to the, they, they're not going to lose to the Jags with so much to play for. And the Jags literally have nothing to play for. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think they'll get in the Titans, Texans, Texans lost in overtime, I believe, last time to the Titans. Um,
0: well, so I- wait, wait, wait one second there, Jordan, because if the Colts, uh, if the Colts beat the Jaguars, they still need to have a Baltimore, Cleveland, or Miami loss. Oh. so if we're saying that Baltimore and Cleveland is getting in, we both agree that we think those two teams are going to get in. It's not a hundred percent certain. Tennessee would need to lose to uh, the Texans, who also you know, they don't really have anything to play for it. They double don't have anything to play for it. Cause they're not even trying to lose the game because they don't have their first pick for the next 25 years. Cause of Bill O'Brien. Um, <laughs> so it's really just a lose, lose, lose situation. If you're a Texans fan or the Texans themselves. Um, so yeah, it definitely makes it hard coming down, down to the wire, especially with these AFC, uh, South teams.
1: It's going to be, it's going to be really interesting. And then I don't really know if I want to see the dolphins in the playoffs. Um, as a, I mean, as a Patriots fan, I can just enjoy the, it's the first time. I can really just enjoy the playoffs without, like having like root for a team. Uh, but the dolphins too, is not fun to, he's not fun to watch. Like he's not, this isn't Alabama. I feel like he's not,
0: let's not write him off yet. I feel like he's not yeah. fun to watch right now. He right couldn't, I
1: play. don't, he doesn't need, he's, you he can't have 14 completions for 97 yards. Like unleashed, <laughs> like, come on. Like they're, they're benching him for Fitzpatrick, but. Like oh they've done that twice now and it's like what do you want like if you're gonna give him these bad plays or just telling him to check down all the time slants and all this and like flat routes like what do you like what do you expect him to do like he's not gonna he's not gonna move the ball down the field so yeah Fitz is gonna come in and do it and do his Fitz magic and he's out for for Sunday's game as well that's that's gonna be even tougher because they're not gonna have anyone to turn to if two was not playing well
0: yeah Jordan I, I think that we're we're all agreeing here that uh, the the final teams are gonna be. Cleveland, Baltimore, uh, and then we, we both are going to say that Indianapolis gets that last slot while the Titans get the AFC South spot, uh, the four seed there, and the Dolphins are going to be the team that misses out. And By God, is, is that Trevor Denton stepping into the podcast? Oh,
2: it's me, <laughs> baby. My God, it's got to be Trevor! <laughs> i'm here what's going on guys are you guys late or am i early are you guys early am i late what's going on here
0: well, the story we're going with is that jimmy is still nursing off of his uh his champagne hangover from new year's uh and you were just you know working hard on the job but great to see that you could uh, step in here for a second so wh- who do you have for your afc wild card spot? dude
2: i like miami man why not miami
0: what's, what's the situation that you see them getting in are they gonna beat the Bills?
2: I think they're going to beat the Bills. I think the Bills already – they already got it locked up. They're going to, you know, come in a little slow on on week 17. And, and I, th- I, th- I think Tua is going to have a lot to prove in that game, especially with Ryan Fitzpatrick out with the old COVID. I think you're going to see a motivated Tua fighting for his job and his future because there's a lot of good quarterbacks in this upcoming class. He's going to have a lot to play for. I think the Dolphins win and get in.
0: The Arizona Cardinals right now, they're the team on the outside looking in uh, – Trevor, you're a big fan of Kyler Murray. And I, I, I've kind of been teetering back and forth, but seeing him come out this week and he was saying something along the lines of he's going to play, like he doesn't care that he's hurt. And that's the, that's the type of grit from a quarterback that I love to see.
2: There's no, um, you know, holding back. Uh, we lose, I'll be home chilling. So, I mean, it, it, my leg, you know, it, I'm fine. Uh so- mouse that I've ever seen since the one that lived in my house senior year. <laughs> I mean, just like that mouse kyler murray you can't kill him man you use all the raid all that you get all the exterminators in and you go in to get some chips at 2 a.m you're still going to go face to face with the mouse that crazy. sounds more like a, that sounds like a mouse infestation more than just the same you know, mouse, it was one mouse. it was one mouse we know it was one mouse we got to know him very well we got to know him very well and that's kyler murray man we just couldn't kill this mouse we had traps laid all over you know, but we just couldn't sack him, and that's Kyler Murray. He's, I, he's elusive. On, he's so yeah. elusive, man. He's so elusive. He's helped me to some great Madden wins recently. I'm on – I'm on, by the way, I'm on one of the better Madden stretches of my entire life.
0: That's what uh, we love to hear. Yeah. Um, so, right now, the Buccaneers are locked in with the five seed, and we're going to be uh, – the last three teams here, the Rams, who are going to be uh, without Jared Goff because of that broken thumb, Playing a quarterback who's never even played in the NFL before, really never played much football. It, it be sounds like
2: than off recently, though. Let's be honest.
0: I don't Honestly, it's it's a, a possibility. Uh, and then the Bears with Mitch Trubisky, not another great quarterback. But then you have a hurt Kyler Murray, and all these teams are vying to get in. Uh, the situations: the the Rams need a win and they're in, or a Chicago loss. Uh, the Bears need to beat the Packers, which isn't going to happen, uh, or an Arizona loss, and the Cardinals just need to win uh pretty they they have a hard one they need to win or tie and have a Chicago loss so we don't really see that that's probably going to happen here so uh we'll start with you Trevor because you you still have the uh the uh healthy legs here going into the, the uh, later part of this podcast so who do you think is going to be the NFC uh final two wild card spots
2: yeah man I got the Cardinals beating the Rams in that game you said it yourself John what is it John Walford is their yeah. starting quarterback yeah, right yeah. Now? Sounds like a Madden-generated name, John Falker. <laughs> Never heard of the guy. Um, I mean, maybe he's an upgrade over Jared Goff, but that's not saying anything. It's like saying that I'm an upgrade over Jimmy. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals um, in that one. And then what are my other options? It's Then, then it's between, what, the Bears and the – So, yeah, it, uh,
0: if the Bears lose, even with the Rams losing, they would still be in. So, do you think that the Bears are going to beat the Packers? I guess that's what this question really comes down to for you.
2: Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I can uh, – I, I guess it's possible because, right, the Packers have already clinched. They're they haven't to...
0: clinched the one seed yet. Uh, they, they still do need to win this game uh, well, or have a couple important. losses for them.
2: That's important for, for Aaron Rodgers. You know he wants an off week. You know, he's an old man. Rest <laughs> up a little bit. Heal those wounds a little bit um yeah I think I think then I'll go I'll go with Arizona and Chicago you know you talk about Mitch Trubisky you saw you guys saw that stat better record than Deshaun Watson I mean that's not skewed by anything at all and obviously QB wins <laughs> obviously wins are a great QB stat so man I'm, I'm all aboard the Bears and the Cardinals but you know I, I, um this Arizona I, I, I'm most confident in Arizona winning that game I, I could really see that happening Kyler's a tough kid um, you know, it'd be a shame to just not see them in the playoffs with the way they started the year. Haven't closed out um, as you'd like them to, as you as you would have hoped. But um, I don't know, man. Lots lots to play for. Patrick Peterson, maybe in his final year. Uh, loved, would love to see him in the playoffs for like the first time ever. I think that's a that's an extra motivation for him in like year twelve. So Fitzgerald too.
0: Fitzgerald. Yeah, one last run for uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Jordan, are you agreeing with Trevor's picks here? Or are you going to go a little bit different?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Arizona. Um, I think I think they'll they'll take that against the Rams. I don't want to see the Bears. Like I didn't really want to see Miami in the AFC. I don't want to see the Bears in the playoffs. But I don't like
2: Miami. I feel like Miami's more fun to watch than 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 Chicago. Tua
1: like I don't. Two is just like the way he's been playing. It's just so check down and 100 yards I want to see him air it out I understand their, their run game is really good though
0: so yeah he
2: hasn't been great throwing deep which I don't know I guess some people brought that up when he was coming out of college didn't have the best arm strength but he definitely still aired it out at Alabama I just feel like that's kind of like what rookies you know tend to be like you know you, you're either going to take the Justin Herbert approach and suddenly be like a gunslinger or you're, you know, you're too cautious. And that's what, that's what two has been. Yeah. Definitely a more exciting team with Fitz, man. I think Fitz really is one of the best backup quarterbacks of all time, man. I really think so. You see, I
0: I agree with that.
2: You guys see,
1: say the dolphins get in, say Fitz is out this week. Yes. But say dolphins get in and Fitz is back. Do you start him or you still bring him off the, off the, or have him sit? I love a
0: quarterback reliever. I think that that's a legitimate strategy in the NFL. You have, because let's be honest, we know that Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't going to be able to sustain the Fitz magic for all four quarters. Bring him in in the end. Bring him halfway through the third quarter, if that's what it is. It's just like a relief pitcher in baseball. You're not going to have your, your starting pitcher go the, the whole nine innings. Why not have a relief quarterback? I love the idea of it if you can have two quarterbacks who uh, are able to coexist and not uh, be at each other's throats.
2: Yeah. I'd love to see every team have, like, three quarterbacks and Colin Kaepernick still not in the league. That'd be <laughs> <fun. Yeah. laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be really <laughs> well,
0: fun. all three of us are in, uh, we're all agreeing that the Arizona Cardinals are going to get one of those spots. I think there's no way that the bears can beat the Packers. And just yeah, saying that I may happen. have jinxed it. Uh, so Jordan and I are on the Cardinals and Rams wagon here while Trevor is saying the Cardinals and bears. I'm all for in the, the NFC uh, least. Of course, I'm going with the Washington uh, football team. You guys, are you also going that way?
1: Man, I might Alex go, I might Smith? go
0: Dallas. I might go Dallas, honestly. Oh,
2: God, what a mess. Is Alex Smith gonna start? Man, it's so bad seeing him out there on the field. I think. I think
1: Alex Smith is planning on starting. He would they yes. said he's, so
2: he's like bleeding everywhere. It's like, what are we doing? Like, this isn't fun. This isn't fun for anyone. Like, anyone that watches that, and you have like your heart is warmed, like, no, like, you don't watch like saving prior private ryan, and you're like, Oh, I'm so happy. Like, no. <laughs> it's not a it's not an inspiring story at all. It's it's horrifying every time he's out there on the field. I don't like it. I'm I'm going against Washington. I mean what the guy don't fun. want to
0: see Alex Smith out there anymore. I don't, I don't want to see him play
2: I don't wanna see him play any more football, man. Like oh my God. God my own leg like starts to get like ghost pains whenever I watch him play. It's just, it's just bad. Like why, why are we acting like this is inspirational? Someone needs to tell this man to stop. I don't think he should win comeback player of the year, they should make a retired player of the year just so he has an award and
0: gets that you think giving him the comeback player of the year is too encouraging for him to keep
2: going man chad pennington man that was a great comeback player of the year it was like he back in the day back when i grew up watching football man you got the comeback player of the year because you were really bad one year and then you came back and were less bad not because you almost got your leg amputated man that's way too serious man when things get so serious in life or death man i don't like it
1: Alex Smith needs, like, a better award than just – and maybe he needs, like, a like a purple heart or something. It needs to be an Alex
0: Smith Memorial trophy just to make sure that he doesn't come back.
2: Yeah, I think that – yeah. I, I think there needs to be some sort of deterrent. I think comeback player of the year. Give him the, the Arthur Ashe courage award. No doubt he could get that. That goes for serious things. Don't give him the comeback player of the year, man. Oh, my gosh. I don't want to see him come back anywhere.
0: You might not want to see him come back, but uh, the three of us will be coming back after a short break here. So, everybody, uh, stick around. We're going to have a quick commercial break. Uh, hopefully, you won't be thinking too much about Alex Smith's leg uh, during this poor elevator about music.
2: So I have to, like, eat food later.
0: <laughs> we'll see you guys in a second. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, I'm Daniel Halpern alongside Jordan Hunter, and Trevor Denton is still sticking around. Jimmy Goodman uh, has sent us a text message saying that he is awake, uh, so don't worry. The hangover did not take him like uh, Alex Smith's leg has uh, taken Trevor's uh, lunch out of his stomach every time he watches him. Um, now we're going we're gonna to end this show with some New Year's resolutions. Uh, I'm going to start first here. As a uh, USC fan, I am not going to get overhyped about this team whatsoever. I'm just going to go along for the ride. Every week, if it's a close game, I'm not gonna say, "Oh, like Clay Helton needs to go." Hopefully, he'll be gone already, so that won't happen. But I'm not gonna get on the team that much. And if it's a big win, I'm not gonna be saying, "Well, this team deserves to be ranked way higher." I'm just gonna sit back, let the committee and their nonsense decide where their uh, this team is gonna be ranked. I'm just gonna enjoy the ride because I feel this year I was too critical and I was too, uh, I guess. Uh, hyping them up and too big of a fan and there was no there was it it wasn't as enjoyable as it should have been because this is a year where we should have really just taken nothing for granted especially with uh this this team that had great wins and the comeback wins i was a big fan of the comeback wins uh even though a lot of people said we should have been beating them by more i love to watch the fun games so next year i'm gonna really just sit back and enjoy these fun games Uh, trevor what do you have for your your new year's resolution
2: yeah, just a, this isn't my 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 real one is coming in a second. But yeah, man, I feel like for all USC fans it might just be a good idea to stop speculating on Clay Helton's future every waking day. It's like if you didn't get fired after five and seven or after whatever the heck happened last year, losing to BYU and Iowa. Like, we don't know when it's going to happen. And when it does happen, it's going to be a surprise. But, you know, what I want to impart to USC fans is it's really like kind of a win-win situation in a way because you're either good enough to be good and then, hey, my team's good, I'm happy, or you're bad enough to get Clay Helton fired. It's always a win-win every Saturday, you know, when you go in with that mentality. What we can't have is this fractured fan base where we're rooting against our guys. You can't, you know, you can't let that, you can't let your hatred for Clay Helton spill over. Into you know, hoping the team does bad because that's not fair to these guys. And I really did like a few, a lot of the players this year and a lot of the team this year, but to my real uh, New Year's resolution related to sports, you know, I want to watch every single Hawks game this year. And, you know, some of that may be um, watching like a 15 minute highlight tape if I really can't get to it. But for the past four, you know, the past few years, I've really gotten out of my Hawks basketball, you know, obviously grew up a major fan, definitely my favorite Atlanta professional sports team. Um, you know they were terrible. They were tanking. They were rebuilding. Not really worth watching. But this year, man, I love this team. Bogdanovich is, is a freaking killer out there of Sacramento fame. Jordan knows good and well um, of Sacramento fame. Kevin Herter's looking nice. Solomon Hill, by the way. Um, they, yeah, where did uh, he come from? <laughs> they they well, this is what I heard. I heard like an exclusive like report on this. I, they chopped him out of like a iceberg after hundred years. Uh, <laughs> he was in like the early like ABA. And they, he, he got stuck in an iceberg avatar style. And the Atlanta Hawks like chipped him out one by one. What? And he, he's just so he's so icy from the iceberg. He's just been making like every, every three-point attempt he has. And he's been incredible. Um, I love this team. It reminds me a lot of uh, my favorite Hawks team of all time, 14, 15, Kyle Corver, Damari Carroll, Jeff Teague, Paul Millsap, Al Horford. It reminds me of that team in that, you know, we've got straight shooters, good ball movement. And so I want to watch every single Hawks game this year. And, and I'm really excited about it. They came just short against the Nets last night, but um, I, I really enjoyed it. It's the most fun I've had watching an Atlanta pro sports team in, in quite. That some was time. a crazy game too last night. Nuts game, nuts mm-hmm. game. I mean, it's it's a little alarming that we scored 141 on the road and lost. We've got to play a little bit of defense, but I mean, <laughs> most of the time I like those odds scoring 141 on the road. You know, um, but yeah, maybe play a little defense and, and we could really be something. I don't know. I feel like we're I one just, star away from being like a real real contender.
0: And as I was telling Trevor last night, I, I feel like the, uh, the Hawks are the Nuggets of the East. They're that young team who has a lot of firepower coming up, uh, doesn't play a lot of defense. But just another quick thing, Jordan, before you get in here with your, your New Year's resolution, the NBA's games have been so crazy high scoring this year, right? It's not just me. I feel like no game has had really any outcomes. At least the majority of them are having those like 120, 115 plus games every single night. And it, it's kind of interesting to watch these games. There's not a lot of defense being played. And that could just be a, a short off season, an extra long off season for some people. Everyone's just trying to work their way back in. Hopefully the defense kind of picks it up because there's, there's a place for defense in this league. And, you know, once Onyeka Okongwu gets in the fold with the Hawks down there, you get a couple more blocks, maybe stop the, the, the pace of the other offense a little bit.
2: Yeah. I can't wait to see him, man. Anytime your fan base is aligned like that, you know, it's very exciting. It's going to be exciting to see USC fans like cheering for the Hawks and Okongwu. I mean, that's the crazy thing too, is the Hawks have already looked good and and, and they've had Gallinari out for a little bit. They've had Okongwu hasn't played a single game yet. Like this is really like a two deep team. And I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get my hopes up kind of piggybacking on what you said about your news, re- New Year, your New Year's resolution, not getting my hopes up, but I will say that I'm going to follow very closely and watch every game for the first time and. many years so
1: yeah a quick thing on the on the NBA I was watching the Hornets and Mavs game and the Mavs announcers were just so shocked and confused on how they got blown out by the Hornets after beating the Clippers by 50 Mm -hmm. being up up at 50 at half they were like they were talking about how they just kept mentioning how crazy this NBA season has been how like there's been these awful teams beating these good teams and they were just so confused on how they were getting blown out by the Hornets who yeah, Hornets aren't, the aren't, that, yeah, aren't that great of a team. But it's just specifically because the Mavs had just destroyed the, like a healthy – I think the Clippers were healthy that game. No, they know.
0: were missing Kawhi. They were missing, Kawhi. missing
1: Kawhi. But that's not season. Days,
2: 72 in the offseason, like I feel like the collective just the, – the legs of the entire league are just, you know – Everybody's worn out from, from being in the bubble and then only having 72 days off, which coincidentally is the exact length of Kim Kardashian's marriage to Chris Humphreys. So <laughs> I don't know what that means or, or what that indicates, but there's got to be something there. But yeah, I feel like I, it, it is a strange season because the Hornets beat the Nets, too, right before um, they played the Hawks, and I feel like everyone's just a little tired right now. I, I don't know exactly what's going on, but, yeah, hopefully we see a little bit of defense because everyone's dropping like 140, 150 right now.
0: Jordan, what's your, your resolution? Then let's get out of here.
1: I think mine is gonna be to become a full a a full-blown Lakers, like a like a Laker Twitter fan, like 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 a Laker like a Laker fan that you see on Twitter, who show who shows no remorse for anyone else and who always after every win is gonna say that that LeBron James is the goat and that AD the second coming of, of Shaq and just I'm just gonna be the obnoxious Lakers fan, and then if it comes to bite me in the butt and we lose in the finals in the conference finals then so be it. But I think it's time. I think it's time we really come out in full force and just be that obnoxious fan
0: that you saw in 2009 and 2010. So, Jordan, it's a pretty like competitive market to be this, this Lakers Twitter troll, yeah. I feel. Are you sure you don't want to go back and maybe do it for Sacramento Two wins against the Nuggets already this year? Uh, no you no horrible, Sac- Sacram- the way, Sacramento fans you're gonna just completely throw away your, your Sacramento allegiance Sacramento you fans, with that?
1: they're 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 trying to stop the count right now they're trying to stop the season right now <laughs> so they can be a, the I think they're what the number one seed in, in the in the west right now with one loss um yeah they're trying to stop the count but there it's fine in a month and a half they'll be they'll be six and 25 so it doesn't matter <laughs> uh it, it but I am I have been impressed with how Sacramento closes games besides that uh The game against the Suns, when I think they just got wrecked in the um, in the fourth quarter, they've actually the Kings are are known for not knowing how to close games in third and fourth, but they've done a pretty good job of that uh, so far. And because Tyrese Halliburton is the real deal, surprisingly,
0: solid Uh, uh, piece next to yeah. Everyone everyone knew was a
1: steal, but he's he's actually progressed really well. Um, I thought. Obviously, I saw some things about on Twitter saying how. They purposely passed up on Luca so they can get Halliburton. Two years later, Kings, Kings fans are still haunted by by passing up on Luca to get Marvin Bagley. But
2: I don't know anything about that about passing on Luca. Couldn't be me. But um, but Jordan, if you become uh, the Lakers troll, I'll just be the guy right afterwards that says LaFraud and lists why all four of his rings are are are, are faulty. <laughs> Mickey Mouse ring. So. I, I I'll admit
1: there's a little Mickey Mouse. I I do the the ring was. A little less valid but oh no, no. a little bit a little bit rings
2: a ring as a as someone from atlanta where you know we can't get even close to a ring or when we do you know stuff happens a ring's a ring you celebrate it no matter what stuff happens stuff happens sometimes
0: well the everyone knows that stuff has for sure happened in 2020 here's to 2021 being uh significantly better hopefully guys Uh, It's been a a pleasure doing this podcast with you, and we will see you guys next week. And don't forget, we do have a special guest, uh, so make sure to tune in for that.